What's up, everybody? We are back again with episode 124 of the Sorry to Interrupt podcast, part two of the NBA preview. This one's brought to you by SorrySports.com, of course. Sean and I jumped right in, and we talked about the Western Conference, 1-15. to We ranked them. After that, we picked our Western Conference finals, our Western Conference champion, and our eventual NBA champion, and then we went into some superlatives which are obviously awards for those who don't know. Um, follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports, on Instagram, sorry underscore sports. Check out the website, sorrysports.com, greatest website in the world. And shoot us an email if you have anything to say, sorrysports at yahoo.com. Enjoy the pod. We will be back on Wednesday with a mix, Wednesday NFL and some Monday rundown. Guys, enjoy the pod. gentlemen welcome back to part two of the sorry to interrupt second annual nba preview we are here for the western conference i hope everybody enjoyed the east and um i think this conference is going to be really fun man i mean we we were in agreement at least with the first two teams in the east i have a feeling there's going to be a lot of disagreements up and down the line here but are you excited for the west i think that this is the first time in five years that we don't have a clear-cut favorite right Absolutely. I'd be really excited to watch this on League Pass if I could afford it. <laughs> you know, you're CEO. We would think that you should have that power. Listen, man, it, we're a startup over here. We're, we're, we're skin and bones. That's it. We're, we're down to the nitty gritty. We're just grinding. So if some sponsors want to come through a few more, I mean, Dino Hype can't pay at all. Well, that's a shame. But, you know, there's a chance that one day... There's a chance at one day. Well, we kill it. So let's jump on in. We'll go 1 to 15 like we did last time, recapping after we hit 8 and after we hit 15. So why don't we start off with number 1, Sean? I'll let you lead off as a gentleman. Oh, what a what a good guy. All right. My number 17 one 17 Patriots, by the way, watching the Jets game right now. About to kill myself. All right. That's it, huh? Only 17? All right. Um, the number 1 team. The Utah Jazz. Wow. I have the Utah Jazz being the number one team in the Western Conference. I know everybody's talking about the two LA teams, and don't worry. We'll get to them. They're both going to be really good. But I have a couple reasons. One, they got Mike Conley. He's going to fit really, really well. Donovan Mitchell had, I mean, the, the superstar is being born. I mean, we've seen him scratch the surface. He's becoming from star to superstar. What he did for the U.S. team, he took over as a leader. He is just unstoppable from almost everywhere on the floor. And he's explosive as all hell. Great personality. Everything that you could possibly want in a young, budding superstar. That's what Donovan Mitchell is. They also bring in Bojan Bogdanovich, who was a linchpin in that Indiana Indiana team for the last few years. Remember that historic playoff series against Ball, or, uh, against Cleveland that went seven games a couple years ago when Bogie, Bogie was going up against LeBron on a consistent basis? Yeah, he's now with the Utah Jazz, and Rudy Gobert, the defensive force that he is, rounds out that starting five. They also bring in Ed Davis, who getting to watch him every night with the Brooklyn Nets was a real pleasure. He's a dog. 
He is a fantastic rebounder. He does everything right on the floor. Fantastic defensive player as well. Here's my number one reason why. Are they are they necessarily so much better than the Clippers and Lakers? No. But you know what? There's going to be a lot of load management for the Clippers and the Lakers. I don't see a lot of load management from Quinn Snyder and his Utah Jazz. This is about the regular season. Are they going to win the West? You're going to have to find out to see how our predictions go. But for just regular season, I can see them running up a shit ton of wins, taking advantage of some rest nights for the two LA teams, and I just love the makeup of this roster. They took a really good team and made it exponentially better with Conley, Bogey, and uh, Ed Davis. Hey, man, I, uh, I completely agree with every single point that you made. Way to bury the lead there as well with finding out who our Western Conference Finals teams are. I, I like that. I yeah, good listen, podcasting man, that's, that's just, I was just going to say, that's, that's good podcasting. What can I say? With all that being said, I have the Denver Nuggets as number one. I absolutely love I like this that roster. Um, I think Jamal Murray took a big step up. I love Gary Harris, great two-way player. And a guy who they picked last year with, I believe, the number 10 pick is going to play this year, and that's Michael Porter. I think Will Barton has a great comeback year as well. Paul Millsap's still down there. MVP candidate and the Joker as well. I think that this team's going to be the best regular season team. And we're going to talk about the two LA teams after this. And there's going to be reasons why they're going to be contenders in the playoffs, but they're not going to be in the top couple for me in the regular season. Yeah. And you know what? I think that with all the positive momentum that Denver got last year, and having some reinforcements from some rookies and from some young players that didn't play last year, a la Michael Porter Jr. How can you not love the makeup of this team? So I'm not ready to pick them number one, but I certainly see your logic. And if uh, if the Joker plays like an MVP, uh, they're going to win a shit ton of games. Absolutely. So moving on to number two, I have the Jazz. We already pretty much talked extensively about them. So go ahead and give me your number two. I'm going to go with the Clippers. Um, I think the Clippers are the better of the two LA teams. I know Paul George is going to miss the first six weeks of the season with his shoulder surgeries. And listen, take his time. They're capable of winning a lot of games. Obviously, Kawhi is Kawhi. And yes, when there are going to be significant nights that he doesn't play. I can see him sitting for 20 games. Can you? 15 or 20 games? Absolutely, yeah. I think that's. I think so, you can pencil that in. Possibly yeah, 25. So, yeah, so if that's the case, you know, he's going to ball out when he, when he plays, and other than that, he's not going to be in there. But the rest of this team, you have Beverly. You have Lou Williams, who won sixth man of the year last year. You have Landry Shamit. You have Zubach. This team is still really good. And I have a question for you. Who in the hell when they're at full strength, is scoring on this team. Oh. This is the best defensive team in the league, and it's, in my opinion, not even close. I know they're going to have some nights off, which is why I chose to go with Utah as my number one seed. Remember, this is just regular season standings, not who we're necessarily picking to win at all out of the conference, but I just love this Clippers team. And Doc, he gets the most out of that team. We saw that team last year, dude. I mean... Them and the Nets were mirror images of each other. We expected that they were going to tank, and they just never did. They made some great trades. They found themselves into the playoffs and pushed the Golden State Warriors to six games. I mean, the makeup is there. The coaching is there. The positive vibes are there. Hashtag good vibes only, right, Tom? That's dead. So, <laughs> it's dead. 
So let's go with the Clippers, man. They're my number two seed. Okay, so moving on to my number three seed, I have the Los Angeles Lakers. Yep, mine too. Okay, so at number three, I have the Lakers just because I think their star players are going to play more than the Clippers do in the regular season. I think that LeBron is going to be reinvigorated. I also, I think, um, what's his face? The guy, the guy that didn't get traded. Why am I forgetting his name? Kyle, whatever. Kyle Kuzma. Kyle, Kyle Kuzma. God damn it. I think he's going to have a huge year, and I think AD is going to make a case for the MVP. The only thing that this team needs to do is worry about staying healthy. Dwight Howard, probably going to be my MVP this year. Oh, shit. I love it. I really hope Also, that I can't wait to be cut within the first two weeks of the season. Talk MVP about, talk about a wide range of possibilities. I, I love it, man. I, I want to see... Uh... I really want to see what your uh, what your gambling over-unders are with this team. Yeah, I have them as my number three team as well. And they're a much deeper team than they were last year. Obviously, Anthony Davis is going to just be, as long as he's healthy, he's all plugged in this year. He missed a lot of time last year voluntarily, you know, quitting on that New Orleans Pelicans team. They're going to be fucking great. LeBron's reinvigorated, as you said. And he's going to make it his mission to get Anthony Davis that MVP candidacy. Um, They're just going to do so many great things on the floor. They're going to be so hard to defend. They're going to be so hard to play against. They're explosive. Rondo, I think, still fits well with his team. They brought in Danny Green. Talk about a 3-and-D guy, and I know he's not. he doesn't even play the 3. He, he's a shooting guard, but he just won the championship over in Toronto. He won championships in San Antonio. He can hit a big shot at any time, and he's also a tremendous defensive player. You bring in an Avery Bradley. You still have JaVale McGee. You know, these are pieces that you don't necessarily feel excited about, but they're pieces that could help you win a couple of games here and there, especially if LeBron is being a little bit more cautious with his load management. Yeah, I said Rondo. I like Rondo, obviously, on this team. He played well for them last year. I can remember a couple of games. I think he had a game-winner against Boston and TD Garden last year. Um, You got KCP as well, who they're paying him way too much money, but that's a guy who can play a little bit of defense and knock down a shot. Yeah, I wasn't even going to get to him, but sure. I mean, again, <laughs> who cares Who cares about the money? But he is another guy, as you said, who can make some contributions on this team. I, I think they're much deeper than they were last year, and, and why not You know, feel good about them as, as a top three seed in this conference? Absolutely. So at number four, I have the Clippers, and the reason why I have these two teams lower than probably what everybody else is assuming, is especially the Clippers, is just because Kawhi is going to be on load management and Paul George is going to miss the first six weeks. You never know if either of them get hurt during the season. And I just think this team is going to coast. And I think that they're going to be ready for the playoffs. The Lakers and the Clippers, they don't give... Although LeBron and Kawhi are the only ones with rings out of those big four players there, they're destined to win a championship, not to get the number one seed. They don't give a shit about the regular season. And they're going to save all their energy for the playoffs. Yeah, that's a good job by you. I, I think that that's fair. I mean, I still think that they're going to be good enough and deep enough to get the two seed without even trying all that hard. But, you know, that's a, we're, we're in agreement at least with the approach that they're going to have throughout this regular season. My number four team is the Denver Nuggets, who you picked number one. And I look up and down this roster, and I really have a hard time feeling bad about them. Obviously, they were the number one seed last year, right? Yes. Uh, no, the Warriors they, leaked it out. The Warriors eat it out? Okay, so 
either way, they were they were a top two seed in the West last year behind Jokic, who is I just love watching him play. He makes no sense in today's NBA, yet he is just one of the best players in the league, and he's going to be a perennial MVP candidate. Up and down this roster, you've got Murray, you've got Harris, you've got Barton, you've got Millsap, you've got um, Michael Porter Jr. How can you not feel good about this team? I think that they are going to just really cause a lot of trouble for most everybody that they face. And the only reason I have them at four is because of the reasons I talked about the top three teams. But that's not neither of those are a knock on the Nuggets. I feel bad having to put them here. You and I talked in the East about how we were going to have a really hard time filling out this Western Conference. This was the first decision of mine. I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm putting them four because I think that they're a, they're a two seed in the East probably, if not the one. But uh, just with the makeup of the other teams, um, I'm putting them four. But they're great. Sorry, dude. Sam Darnold just fumbled for a scoop and score. The Jets got the ball back, and he just fumbled again. Oh, my God. Awesome. Awesome. Right. Go All back right. to the NBA. Come on, focus here, man. You can you can drown your sorrows later. I'm sorry, bro. So we so we're at number – your number five seed, my number five seed. I have the Houston Rockets at number five. I do, too. I think that they're going to figure this thing out. You know, there's plenty of shots in a game to go around for Westbrook and Harden. They're going to spread the minutes out. And at the team's core, I still think they have a pretty good team. I, I obviously love P.J. Tucker. I like Capella in the middle. He's a decent anchor in a good way, not in a bad way, as Hassan Whiteside was for the moment. I was just going to say he's not Hassan Whiteside. Okay. And, you know, people are shitting on Austin Rivers. I think he was a pivotal player during the time where CP3 was out and Harden was going off. He was a really good uh, extra ball handler as well. Remember last year when we were talking about the Rockets and we said their second best player is Austin Rivers? I and think that we had to give him a little bit more credit. He was. Absolutely. And you know what? He led them to what? A number three seed or something like that? Yeah, they were the three seed last so year. Yeah. I give the guy a little credit. I mean, he's not the high school phenom Duke player one and done that we expected him to be an all-star, but he's still a very good NBA player. And you know that Maury, I mean, listen, I, we don't have to get into the China thing again. Um, I don't want to talk about that anymore, but... He does a good job when it comes to doing his NBA job, and he's going to find some players as well. Yep, he absolutely is, man. That's kind of my belief, too. I, I think that this, this they are going to figure it out with Harden and Westbrook because they're both at points in their careers where they understand the necessity to put egos aside, put scoring titles aside, put triple-doubles aside. And and just and just be the best that they can be for the for the chance of the Rockets winning a championship. And I think that you know Russell Westbrook going to the Rockets makes more sense for him, kind of changing a little bit from a personality standpoint because this is not his team. Nobody went to join him. He had to go get traded to join somebody else. It's a familiar face from their short-lived but pretty damn good Oklahoma City days. Um, apparently he chose to go there when, when the Thunder were looking at possible trade pieces or trade destinations rather. He was like, yeah, put me there. Harden said, yeah, I definitely want you here. So I think they'll figure it out. Gordon, Tucker, Capella, and Rivers, all really nice pieces. And, um, I mean, obviously being one of the best teams in the league for the last few years, this is their time, man. If not now, when? So, Again, this is a team that when I talk about them on the air with you, I'm like, oh my god, this is a team that could win 65 games. And I'm picking them to be fifth. Yes, absolutely. Number six for me. 
I have the Portland Trailblazers. I actually like Ash. the move for Whiteside because um, Jerkic is going to miss a lot of time at center. I think he broke his leg last year. I believe that was the Oh, injury. it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. And it, it was a tough one. So he's gonna. it's going to be a long time for him to come back. I think Whiteside, hopefully he behaves himself and he's reinvigorated. Also, not as much to do in Portland as there is in Miami when it comes to extracurriculars. So maybe that'll settle him down a little bit. Maybe he could read a couple books or something, watch a couple yeah, shows. Yeah, that sounds that like we, him. He could listen to us and listen to Pop Culture Corner, watch a couple shows, couple podcasts. Um, and obviously I love Lillard. I love CJ McCollum, the guy, Anthony Simons, uh, however you pronounce his name. He had some big time moments as well. I just like this team altogether. Collins, another guy who I think can step up big this year. I just like this team. I think they're well built. It's just this, this conference, especially with all the movement has just become so top heavy that they're down to six for me. First of all, Whiteside has to listen to our pod, him and everybody else, because we're fantastic. Um, I do have my doubts about him, though, even though he is in a different environment. Is he really much of an upgrade over Miles Leonard? Like, again, can we like put potential aside and just be like, okay, this is a this is a feel-good team. This is a really nice atmosphere that we've cultivated, and you're bringing in Hassan Whiteside. I understand that Nurkic is out. I don't know if he's much of an upgrade over Miles Leonard just because of the intangibles part. I mean, if he really puts his shit together and decides to not be a dick, he could be a force. But we've been saying that for how many years? So, I don't know. Don't forget about Rodney Hood, too. He's hit some big shots for them in the time he's been there, and he's a really nice player to add to that team. However, they are not my number six team. My number six team is the former undisputed number one heavyweight champion Golden State Warriors. They're not getting a lot of love this year. A lot of people think that they're just going to kind of coast, and they very well might, but their coasting is good enough to land them in the bottom tier of this playoff picture. Steph Curry, look out for him to be on MVP watch. I think he's going to just have an unreal season. He's going to turn back the clock and show everybody just how incredibly great he is when it's really just his show to run. You've still got Draymond. Oh, they brought in a guy named D'Angelo Russell. And there have been a lot of speculations over whether they're going to just look to trade him. I don't think so. I would kind of, I would hold my, I would hold it there. I, I really think that they're going to try to build something with him, even once Thompson comes back, which I don't think he will this year. I think they're going to use this as a nice year to say, get healthy, get right. We signed you to the max extension. We need you the next four years. Take this year off, get better, be a hundred percent. But they're in the new arena in downtown San Francisco. And, they're going to be driven to be in the playoffs. They want more money funneling into that arena come April. So I think that they're a playoff team. I think Russell and Curry will figure it out together. They're both the least selfish guys that we that we can see from their time. Obviously, Curry, he's, he's up there for one of the best teammates ever, in my opinion. You've still got Draymond. Draymond is a damn good player, dude. And I... And they brought back Looney, and I think a really under-the-radar move is they bring in Willie Cauley-Stein, who kind of was lost in Sacramento. I think his game translates great to a Steve Kerr offense. I agree with you completely. I like Willie Cauley-Stein, another guy who you can just run the pick-and-roll with Steph 
And I kind of like the guy that they took out of Michigan as well, Swaggy Poole. I, I think he's going to be a fun player. I don't know how he is defensively, but I know he can shoot the hell out of the ball. Hey, Golden State likes those kind of players, man. I mean, why not? Let's, uh, let's go with them, I mean, as my number six team. All right, so we're just going to flip-flop six and seven for me. What about you? Are the, are the Blazers at number seven for you? Blazers are at number seven for me. Again, a really another tough choice, but I just like the makeup of that team. And obviously, it's hard to it's hard to see a world where a team led by McCollum and Dame are not in the playoffs. Absolutely. So me and you were just flip flopping six and seven. There, moving on to number eight. This is my Orlando Magic of last year. You know, I'm a big time Lonzo Ball guy. I know Zion's out early, but I still think this team has plenty of talent on it to go ahead and take the eighth seed, and that's the New Orleans Pelicans. I think in the Western Conference, they're probably making a run for the six or the five seed. I mean, in the Eastern Conference, but again, this is a much deeper, much tougher conference. I think Lonzo Ball—he's fixed his jump shot a little bit. I don't know if you've seen the video of it. It looks a little bit more crisp. I think Ingram is going to have a lot less pressure on him, be able to play free. They still have probably a top 25 player in Drew Holiday. And they also went out and got Derek Favors, who I think is going to be a good guy to come off the bench for them as well. Yeah, and Jackson Hayes, I think, is going to be a really nice player for them, too, the um, the center out of Texas. I think he's got a shit ton of potential. Much more to the Jared Allen part, I think, than the Mo Bamba part. Um, I like that pick out of you. I was tempted to do the same. Man, there's about five team, four teams here that I really want to go with, but I'm going to go with my heart. I'm going to go with my head. I'm going to go with everything that I've been taught as a basketball fan over the last 20 years. And that's the fact that the San Antonio Spurs are good at basketball. (laughs) And Greg Popovich will get the San Antonio Spurs into the postseason. They did just lock up DeJounte Murray today to a four-year, $64 million deal. They have Lonnie Walker coming back. They've got Forbes. They've got DeRozan. They've got Aldridge. That's a really good team. You know that there's going to be a couple of guys on that roster that no one's ever heard of that comes off and plays well. Patty Mills, yeah, another Derek one White of those proven well. vets. I, I was just yeah, yeah, White. I mean, they're going to find another guy or two who we've never heard of, probably based off of them, a European guy, and that just shoots the lights out or plays just super savvy defense rebounds. Popovich, I can't go against him, man. I just. There's a lot of things that I that I question in this world, but Greg Popovich coaching the San Antonio Spurs is not one of them. Hey, man, that's a sound pick by you. So why don't we go ahead and recap our, our top eight, our playoff teams, before we go into our bottom nine through 15. Number one, I got Denver. Number two, I got Utah. Three, the L.A. Lakers. Four, the L.A. Clippers. Five, I have Houston. Six, I have the Portland Trailblazers. Seven, I have the former dynasty golden state warriors and number eight i have my upstart team of the year the new orleans pelicans i got utah one la clippers two la lakers three denver nuggets four houston rockets five golden state warriors six portland trailblazers seven and the timeless san antonio spurs eight all right why don't we jump into our teams that aren't going to make the playoffs in a close battle with the pelicans at number nine i have the dallas mavericks you know i love luka Doncic. she's one of my favorite players in the league future mvp i also have as long as i don't know what's going on with this porzingis trial i haven't heard anything about it. i think it's happening in um isn't it coming up it's coming up man yeah is this a legit is this a civil trial or is this a legitimate 
trial? It's civil. It's a civil case. Okay. Okay. Well, regardless, he's going to have to be in New York, but I still think he has a big-time year, and I, I like the pieces that they've put around them as well. Yeah, I got Dallas at 9-2 because of Luka, and, and I tell you what, man, this was a team I was ready to put in the playoffs, and it was, again, just, is it between them and the Spurs? And Porzingis, healthy, not in trouble, could just be a difference maker that puts them over the edge, but... I am sorry, as you well know, I have never seen Kristaps Porzingis consistently healthy. I know he's jacked now. Uh, I know he's in, he's really driven and he's happy to be out of New York. I think that was a situation it's easy to blame the Knicks for it. I think that was as much a KP problem, obviously, as it was a Nick problem. That marriage just didn't work. I just don't know if he's going to be healthy. Luka, Luka is going to be tremendous. He always is. You've got Wright, you've got Jackson, you've got Powell. And I don't feel great about the rest of that roster. I just don't. If they're a playoff team or if they're sniffing the playoffs, it's going to be because, be because Luka and, um, and KP just have incredible years. All right, so we both have the Mavs at 9. At number 10, I have the Spurs. I don't know what to say here. Okay. I like their roster, but all good things must come to an end, and I'm just really happy. Was I convincing you at all? A little bit, yeah, and and again, having Dejounte Murray back this year, those guys—they're getting a little older, Aldridge and De, and DeRozan, but they're you know they're not grandpas or anything. I like this team, but I, I'm going with my heart with the number eight pick, as you did with the Brooklyn Nets, moving them up a couple slots, in my opinion, and I'm just taking the Pelicans. That's fair, man. My I mean, secretary is a massive Pelicans fan, as you know as well. Oh, yes, yes. He's got the Zion shirt jersey. He's he's all in. Um, I tell you what, man. Yes, when you actually, get a feel let me just it, say that sidebar. His jersey is a T-shirt that adults wear that has sleeves. Mm, that's okay. I was ha- I'm was i so happy with my other ones. Um, aside from the fact it was a Darren Williams jersey. That was really the only bad part. Um, I regret nothing. So when you get a good feel about a team, you just got to roll with them, right? So, I mean, I can't blame you for your Pelicans pick. Uh, My number 10 team is actually going to be the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings were in playoff contention until about the third or fourth last week of the season last year, and they were right up there as one of the most fun teams to watch. Their roster, especially after they just locked up Buddy Heald today to a four-year extension, uh, worth a nice what is this, $86 million? I mean, they're obviously, they're, they're locking up their young talent. Can you like, I don't know if I can like a player more than De'Aaron Fox. No. Like, I, I absolutely love De'Aaron Fox, and I loved him at Kentucky. I thought he was the, the biggest contributor to that team. Um, Harrison Barnes is back. Remember they got him last year in the trade? Yes, sir. He, he's just such a good player, man. He's not spectacular at anything, but he's really good at everything. And don't they, they have got the Marvin, other Bogdanovich? They have the other Bogdanovich that I'm getting to. Yeah, he wants an extension, and he is not getting it right now. Um, but he's still a really good player. As long as they figure out something with him, I think he's going to be a really nice player. I mean, he has been all ready for them. Marvin Bagley the third. He's so much better than I thought he was going to be coming out of Duke. I thought he had bust written all over him. He took Willie Cauley-Stein's place, and they obviously had to ship Willie Cauley-Stein out. Well, they just didn't pick up his uh, they didn't pick up his option. But Marvin Bagley, if he picks up where he did last year, he's in a really good spot. And Dwayne Dedman, 
an under-the-radar free agent signing who played on an Atlanta team, he's a really sneaky good player, man. He can absolutely fill it up in the stats, and he's a very strong defensive player. This lineup is really good. They're, again, going to be another really fun team. If you have a league pass and you're staying up late at night, you're going to want to watch a lot of Kings games. I just don't think they're good enough to get into the playoffs. All right, so that is your number 10 team. Moving on to number 11, I have the Kings. We just talked about them in depth, so why don't you go ahead with your 11 pick? Yeah, mine is the New Orleans Pelicans. And Zion or not, I think this is, again, going to be one of the most fun, if not the most fun team to watch. Don't forget about J.J. Redick. They brought him in. Well, they speaking have Drew of J.J. Redick, my friend, he has a streak of making the playoffs every single season of his career, and I think it continues. Well, if you listen to the Eastern Conference preview, I mentioned that when the about how the Sixers decided not to keep him. He has had one of the most remarkable streaks, and it is not an accident because he knows exactly what to do on the court. He, he fills his position better than just about anybody in the league and i think he's going to add just such a great presence to that young team drew holiday is a top 25 player in my opinion dude he's fantastic jackson hayes i expect to be a really nice contributor for this team and i just don't know what else i think the feel around this team is totally different now that the the stench from uh the uh anthony davis debacle is finally gone lonzo can be where he wants to be and he can finally not have the pressure on him. Brandon Ingram cannot have to deal with the pressure on him. And I believe Josh Hart was in this trade as well. Yes, sir. Who played, who played pretty well for the Lakers over the last few years and had some choice words for their, um, for their handling of, it, of the trade. But I think that this team, all of those guys are in a better situation. You know, it's hard to say that, you know, when, you come, when you're getting traded to a team with a lesser fan base, that that's ever a good thing. But these high draft picks, especially the young ones, are expected to do so much right off the bat. And they don't mesh well with a LeBron James. They just There's a reason LeBron does not like young players and doesn't fit well with them. We saw what D'Angelo Russell did, man, when he got traded to Brooklyn. So I expect all of them to play well. They're going to be really fun, but eh, they're just not a playoff team to me. Yeah, man. Um, well, we'll, do, we'll agree to disagree there. I'm high on the Pelicans this year. Moving on to number 12, I have the Minnesota Timberwolves. I just think this team, again, it's like the Eastern Conference, is more talented than the ones that I'm putting a little bit lower. That's a fair pick. I don't have I have them one slot lower at 13. My number 12 team is actually the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I don't know what they're going to do with Chris Paul. I don't know what they're going to do with Gallinari. I don't know what they're going to do with Andre Roberson. I don't know what they're going to do with Steven Adams. But right off the bat, if they decide to keep that nucleus, I think that they could actually win a couple of games because might be a Paul's going to be driven. Might be a sleeper 7-8 seed if they keep that team I together. think that they have sleeper written all over them, man. Everyone's expecting them to turn the page, trade these veterans, get assets, and that very well might be what happens. But in the case that they don't, this team's going to play hard. This team's going to be a frisky, frisky team. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is a super fun player to watch. And I th- they are clearly, after that monster um, Paul George trade, they're banking on him being a centerpiece for their next run. And um, I think we're going to see him put uh, together a really nice sophomore campaign this time in Oklahoma City. I think the fan base is fine with it, too. I mean, that fan base really is behind that team. They totally get it. 
Chris Paul, or not Chris Paul, uh, Russell Westbrook was no, is no longer there to steal the highlights and steal the show. Uh, nobody's there who's trying to be his sidekick. This is a brand new feel, and I think once they finally move off of Paul, I think he'll be a nice veteran presence early in the year. Um, how long that stays, I don't know, but I just feel good about this team. I mean, as good as you can for a 12th-ranked team, but that just goes to show how deep the West is. Absolutely. So I believe we're just flip-flopping our 12 and 13. You have the T-Wolves here. I have the Oklahoma City Thunder here. Yep. All right, number 14, I have the Memphis Grizzlies. I just think I think this team has about as much talent as my number 15 team, Phoenix Suns. I just think they're a better organization and better coached, and their players just mesh a little bit better than the Phoenix Suns. That's the only reason why I'm picking them over. I like Jaron Jackson. Obviously, I like DeJounte Murray. I don't really. Uh, I don't even. DeJounte know Murray. DeJounte Murray's not on I'm the sorry. Grizzlies. You're thinking Who's, John Morant. John Morant. The rookie. Yeah. They there remind me of each other. Okay. And the name's familiar, and you're bad with names. But yeah, I knew I'm bad you were with names, about. and again, the association thing. That's I get these That's guys it. confused, you know. And they they both remind me of each other. Very athletic point guards that are good playmakers. Yeah. No. I mean, I think John Morant is going to be one of the most fascinating players to watch. I'm in lockstep with you. I have Memphis 14, which means Phoenix is 15. Just to further expound upon the the Grizzlies, they have Valanciunas, who I think is a guy that is going to be a nice player for them. I mean, obviously, we think they're going to be at the bottom of the conference, but people think that this is going to be an unwatchable team. I don't know how a team with with um, with John Morant is going to, and Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be unwatchable. And I don't know if you saw this, but the best news of all is they have made their old green Vancouver uh, Grizzlies um, jerseys their alternate for this year. And for the nights in which they're wearing those jerseys, they're bringing back the old floor that they had in Vancouver with like the, the trees all over the place and the giant grizzly bear in the uh, center court straight out of 99. I fucking love it. And That's for awesome, that reason, I will be watching. Be, maybe that'll be another jersey you can buy to show off those shoulders of yours, you child. Thinking, thinking about it. <laughs> that was rough. I'm sorry. No, I, I don't. I, I, I don't have to worry at all about the insults that I'm getting from you about body physique. Speaking um, of which, finally, before we jump into our 15, I have to compose my list of compliments to give you, which I, I suppose I'll do on Wednesday if I remember. I'm looking forward to this and hearing how inauthentic that this is going to be. I, I don't, I, I'm not expecting greatness, but if you can pull the bullshit out of your ass as well as you have been able to in the past, then uh, I'm in for quite the surprise. It'll make for Last a good team. It'll make for good uh, for just good podcasting and a couple of laughs. Awesome. Well, we can always go for the laughs, especially you know, which is you trying to compliment me. That's something else. All right. Finally, Phoenix. I guess we can just this mention organization this team. is a joke. They have too much talent to be this bad, and that's the bottom line. They're, they're a joke. They're they're always five years away from being five years away. I mean, Ricky Rubio, Booker. I mean, I love me some Devin Booker. I think he's a great, great talent. You know that this guy chose not to be on the world team, and that bothers me because I thought he was a perfect candidate to be on Team USA, and he elected not to do it. And I I don't know. I feel like the experience that young players get playing on that stage and playing for Coach Pop is indelible, and he elected not to do it. That bothers me. He's going to put up great numbers. He's a really talented player. Kelly Oubre, Dario Saric, DeAndre Ayton. 
I mean, DeAndre is such a good player, but he's buried out there. This team together has some singular talent, which is what we always say about the Phoenix Suns every year. But they don't make any sense together. And, um, God, they have to just... What is it? Sarver, I think, is the owner's name. They have to They have to either sell this fucking team or they've got to do something dramatic because they are just... They are... It's a laughing stock with the all the awful West. teams. That's what it with is. With all the awful teams in the league, I think that they are perennially among the worst. Them, the Knicks, and probably the Wizards right now, and the Hornets. You got to toss them in there as well. They're the Knicks. I was going to say bad from the top I, down. I think it's going to be a battle between the Hornets and the Suns for the worst record in the league. This is a 13 or 14 win team. Yeah, especially in the Western Conference. All right, before we jump into our Western Conference finals and eventually our finals matchup, let's go 9 through 15. I have the Mavs at 9, Spurs 10, Kings 11, T-Wolves 12, OKC 13, Memphis 14, and the lowly Suns at 15. Yeah, I got Dallas 9, Sacramento 10, New Orleans 11, Oklahoma City 12, Minnesota 13, Memphis 14, and yes, those lowly Suns at 15. All right, let's jump into our Western Conference Finals. Go first, my friend. All right, my man. Well, an LA team is going to be in this series, and you can make a damn good case for both, but I'm going to go with the Clippers because... I don't know how much more LeBron has in the tank to be the LeBron that we have grown accustomed to over the years. And after seeing what, this could be recency bias. If this was last year, I probably would have picked the Lakers. But just seeing what Kawhi did, I expect Paul George to be totally healthy come playoff time this year. The rest of that roster just feels good to me. And like I said earlier when I talked about him, how are teams scoring on this team with... Um, Adding, of course, uh, Patrick Beverly continuing to be on this roster and uh, Zubach as well. I just fucking love this team, man. I really do. They're going to be in the Western Final against my Utah Jazz. The Jazz will get the number one seed and they will continue to ride the high to the Western Conference Finals. Everything about this team screams, like, they just scream professional. And I'm sorry, in the playoffs, sometimes you don't have to be extraordinary. You just have to be professional, which is what this entire team is. And if Donovan Mitchell takes the leap that I expect him to, to superstardom, he's going to carry this team. You've got the other good pieces. Give me this Western final. I'm all in. All right. So, who wins? taking the L.A. Clippers. Okay, my friend. L.A. Clippers moving on to the NBA Finals for you. For me, I don't know how this seeding works for me because I have them as three and four. I don't really fucking care. I have an all-L.A. Western Conference Finals. Imagine how much fun that could be. I think LeBron has plenty left in the tank. This guy is a freak of nature. I think that the Lakers heated up in the playoffs. They save their guys, and that's why they're the three seed. Same thing for the Clippers. I think that they save themselves for the playoffs, and I believe that the Lakers against the Clippers will be our Western Conference Finals. Give me the Clippers moving on to the NBA Finals. It is a storybook placing himself in the top 15 players of all time. Kawhi Leonard being the ultimate mercenary. Not giving a fuck. You went with the juicy Zoftig 
and just the most dramatic of set of scenarios. I fucking love it. Yes, sir. All right, so I believe the both of us have a Clippers Sixers final. Am I right about oh, that? Oh, you you would be correct, sir. All right, so I'll give you my champ first. Then you can give me yours. I am going to take the Los Angeles Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, Finals MVP. Puts himself into the pantheon of the greatest players of all time. I think that the Clippers take it. And I'll even give you games. I think it's in six. So much of me wants to be the contrarian, but I can't do it. I, too, will be taking the L.A. Clippers simply because... Kawhi's going to rip the hearts out of the Sixers again in consecutive <laughs> years in different in different rounds. I love this Sixer team. I think that they are going to pose a problem, but I think what is the old the age old adage in any sport? Defense wins championships, and this team is too goddamn good defensively. Philadelphia is damn good defensively too, but they're not as good as LA, and there will be a gut punch to the Lakers and the Laker fans everywhere in L.A. when the Staples Center hangs a banner for the L.A. Clippers 2019-2020 World Championship. Oof, I love it. How many games? Can you give me games? I'll go seven in a classic. Okay. Just because i got to be a little dramatic, too. There you go. All right, so why don't we move on to our individual awards right now. First award. I like it. NBA MVP. I have the Denver Nuggets as my best team in the regular season. Obviously, I have to pick the Joker as my regular season 2000 and what, 19-20 MVP. That's the year, man. Still is for another few months. Nice. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with Anthony Davis. Uh, I think LeBron is going to make it his mission statement to have Anthony Davis play to an MVP caliber level. And if they are the number three seed in the conference, which I have them at, He's going to need to do that. Um, he should be plenty rested because he quit on the Pelicans last year. He has a lot to prove, too. And remember, he has not signed a long-term deal in L.A. So he is a free agent at the end of this year. I don't know what that means, but if he plays great and they go on a really deep run, I see him staying and staying there long-term. He's going to have an absolutely stupid good year, and he's my MVP. All right. Both good picks. I think both of them are probably top five candidates to win the award. Let's move on For to sure. Rookie of the Year. What say you, buddy? Well, I picked this with a caveat before the six- to eight-week injury that already surfaced oh, today stop. with pick Zion. I'm going to pick Zion because okay. I just think, like, how could you not? But can I give you two names to look for? Sure. Just in case. Tyler Harrow of the Heat and John Morant of the Grizzlies. Okay, those are some good names to look at. I'm going to give you my Rookie of the Year. Obviously, it would have been a consensus Zion. But then he got hurt with this six with this six-week injury. Not to mention, there's a ton of talent on that team. And I just think that's going to be a good team. And mostly Rookie of the Years are on some not-so-good teams. so And they usually steal the spotlight. And my guy, R.J. Barrett. I had to get the Knicks in there somehow. <laughs> Nice. He is going to show everybody why he was the number one overall rank, ranked player in the ESPN 100 from just a year ago. And he's going to win Rookie of the Year this year. I love that. Give so you have, the ball, you have the balls to do it. I said Zion, and then I was thinking of already other names. But, yeah, so write it in stone. It's on the pod, Zion, for me. RJ, for you. Uh, 
That's awesome, man. Good for you. I probably would have done the same if I were you. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. All right, let's move on to six man of the year. Do you have anybody outside of the ordinary, or, or are you going with your guy Dinwiddie? I am going with my guy Dinwiddie because he could have won it last year. He's going to have just a really nice year, man. He is He's finally starting to get the attention around the league that he's deserved for a few years because he's going to be on a better team. I think there's going to be times when Kyrie gets to sit or Harris sits. There's a lot of interesting ways that Atkinson can maneuver this lineup. We've seen Dinwiddie be a real heat check guy. He's won games for the Nets in the past. And uh, just as you gave R.J. Barrett uh, your rookie of the year, I'm going to give my guy Spencer Dinwiddie the uh, sixth man of the year. All right, so my sixth man of the year, I think the Denver Nuggets are the number one overall team. I believe he's coming off the bench this year. Give me Will Barton. Ooh, that's a nice pick right there. He's yeah, a dang I good think, player. I think he's going to have – he didn't have a great year last year. I think he's going to have a comeback-type year, and I think he's probably going to be the best sixth man in the league. That's why he's going to win the award, obviously. And I think he helps lead the Denver Nuggets to a number one overall seed. Well, you're sticking with your guys, and I tell you what, if you're going to go chalk and say Denver's number one, they, they're probably going to have to do it with an MVP, and they're probably going to have to do it with a six-man. So, nice job right here. Now, does the NBA, because I penciled it in there, does the NBA do a comeback player of the year? You know, I think they might, but I, I can't 100, 100% be sure. They have the whole awards night that I never watched. We're okay. doing a comeback player of the year. My comeback player of the year. It's not really a comeback because he's never been there before, but he's played in the league so he can win it, and that's Markel Fultz. You really like using Markel Fultz, huh? Uh, I, I I think he's going to have a good year, man. I think everybody's going to be surprised. I think he's figured out the jump shot a little bit. There's still a hitch in there, but you know what? Nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. Are you? No, absolutely not. So there you um, go. You kind of threw this at me. I didn't have a pick. I know um, I did, and I'm sorry about that. But why don't you throw I don't somebody know. out there? I don't know who. Victor Oladipo looking... coming off at, what, an ACL injury. I, oh, you know what? Why don't I, you just go with DeJounte? Yeah, I was going to go with Lonnie Walker. Okay, okay. I think DeJounte is going to steal his thunder, but okay. He could. Why not? I mean, I'll just go something different. I mean, I'm looking up and down these rosters, and, you know, you're getting me in a, in a pinch here. I have no idea. I mean, because those superstars who are coming. Some of the, these these players that we believe could win the award are not coming back. How about, um, you know what, I'll switch my pick up, and I, I reserve the right since I was ambushed here. OG Ananobi. For for the uh, for the Toronto Raptors. Okay, okay. He missed a lot of time last year, and I think he could. I think he's going to be a reason why they they're a six seed, and at least maybe not not sell. So, uh, in my short uh, unprepared uh, moment, I will switch my pick. I'll go OG and it'll be sorry I threw you out there, but it was more just to get faults. You just had to get Mark Elfoltz in there. All right, most fun team, or uh, coach of the year, rather. We'll do that first. I'm going to go with Coach Spo. Now, I know I don't have this, the Miami Heat winning too many games, but I think I think that he's going to coach this team up well. They're going to be really good in a defensive efficiency, and I, I just think Spo wins the award this year. It's interesting to, to hear that. I thought you were going to go Nuggets again because guys that win coach of the year, unless they have just a tremendously sneaky year like – Doc won it last year, right? Like, he deserved it. Absolutely. Or did he win it last year? I believe so. 
Okay, so he obviously deserved to because that Clipper team really had no business being where they were. And I was a proponent, obviously, that Atkins didn't get votes because the Nets were picked to win like 19 games and they uh, they were the sixth seed in the East. I'm obviously going to go with my who I believe is the best coach for the best team in the West, and that's going to be Quinn Snyder of Utah. He's a really good coach. The team around him is locked and loaded and ready to go. Um, if they're the number one seed, he's going to be a major reason why. Um, so give me Quinn Snyder of the Utah Jazz. All right, moving on. we got two categories that we kind of made up here. Most fun team, I'm going with my New Orleans Pelicans, my eighth seed. Yeah, I'm going to go New Orleans too. I think even without Zion, I think this team's just going to be so fucking fun because we get to see what Lonzo does. We get to see what Ingram does. Drew Holiday is a top 25 player in the league, as we both validated. And Jackson Hayes, I think, could be a super fun player too. Um, two Some other teams up. right here. Some runners up. Runners up, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to say Atlanta and Chicago for me. Ooh, you read my mind, my friend. We're on the same page. I was going to say that as well. Sacramento, too. You could throw them in here. Of course, absolutely. All right, worst team in the league. I think we're going to be in lockstep on this one. I'm going to go with the Charlotte Hornets. I'm going to go to the other conference, actually. I'm going to, put, I'm going to pick the Suns. Okay. I think that they're just – I think they're both going to just be absolutely dreadful. Okay, all right, all right. Fine, fair enough. I mean, you can't really. You're not a believer in Scary Terry, huh? No, I'm not at all. And I, I just, I'm <laughs> so glad if there's one thing I can hang my hat on that the Knicks did not pay him. Oh my God, dude! I, I really would have had to. There would have had to have been severe counseling for you if that. Thank happened. God there was nobody for them to sign and trade like they did with Kemba Walker. Yeah, right. I mean, listen. I, as long as, as long as this team continues to flounder they will be in the con- they will be in the conversation for worst team because again we talked about this man they're in per- like they're the the really bad teams like there is maneuverability for the suns to change like you could build around booker or you could trade him you could trade a Kelly Oubre you could trade a DeAndre Ayton. like they're those are guys that you can move off of if if Washington wants to hit the reset button with Beal they could do that too how how in God's name is Charlotte getting better? There's no players that anybody's going to want, and, and no, and even if there are, none of them are going to bring the kind of you know the return that turns a bad team into a into a all of a sudden kind of fun team. Yeah, I mean, even the Cavaliers have have some guys in Kevin Love, and whether they choose to go with Sexton or Garland, I mean, they'll fetch some first round talent or some first-round picks, rather, that they can turn into talent. I mean, there's just nobody fucking here. No, not and they're not a free And they're not a free agent destination. And they're already tied up with all the cap. So, like, they really... I'm looking at exploring all possible avenues for them to get better. There is absolutely not a single one. Yeah, no, not at all. A guy I want to see come back to the league before we go is Lance Stevenson, who's averaging, like, 50 in China right now. I wouldn't mind Lance. He's crazy as all hell. Um... Joe Johnson, do you think he he signs with anybody? And I think the biggest question of them all is Carmelo Anthony on an NBA team this year. I think no, Joe Johnson's done. No offense to him. He had a great run with the Big Three, and he had a really good career in the NBA as well, even with the Brooklyn Nets um, and obviously Atlanta and Phoenix before that. Melo, that's a, that's, a, that's a question of them all, and that's a good question. I don't know. I, I think he could find his way onto your Brooklyn Nets. 
I did until I start hearing about all the kind of guys that they're looking for. And his his game, I was an advocate of them signing him last year for a little bit when their entire roster was decimated at the forward position with injuries. His game just doesn't fit what they do at all. They are not an ISO team. They are not a pull-up from mid-range kind of team. They are ball movement. They are shoot threes. The most ISO we're ever going to see with them is with a little bit with Levert, a little bit with Kyrie, and then eventually when Durant comes back because, you know, it's Durant. But, no, Carmelo is not going to find his way on the nets. They're going to find a, a couple of other options. I'm going to say no, man. I think he's done. That yeah. interview he did on first take with Stephen A. back in the summer, he looked, he contradicted himself like 15 times. He's not. He's never going to accept that he's a bench player or a role player. He just isn't. I mean, he might say that to get on the team, but once he's there, he's going to be lobbying for minutes. His style of basketball is completely antiquated. Nobody's looking for a guy who can shoot, you know, from the mid-range, not play defense, not rebound, not move the ball. I think he's done, man. I think he's going to just have to get to the point of realizing that it's over because there's too many other people around the league that, Okay, are they from just a pure talent standpoint better than Carmel Anthony? No. But this is not the big three. This is not street ball. This is the National Basketball Association. And teams are not building even ancillary pieces or eighth or ninth or tenth guys around, you know, just pull up and shoot and contribute nothing else. You know, I just I think he's done. All right, man. Well, that about wraps up this pod for our NBA preview. The season leads off tomorrow, and we'll be back on Wednesday with our Wednesday NFL. Not really looking forward to that right now. I can give you Sam Darnold's stats real quick. Um, Not even Uh the end of the first half. 34 yards, two fumbles on his own, Mm. and two interceptions. What's the score? 24-0 before the half, New England. Mm. Yeah, listen, my boy Danny Jones didn't play great the other day either. But, you know, I think, again, when, and we'll dive into it, you know, when you're evaluating young quarterbacks, you got to look at the big, big picture. And I don't know how the Jets are doing. Obviously, we've been recording. I have not had the game on in the background. But I can tell you when your team drops about six passes, allows eight sacks, and allows uh, Edmonds, who was the backup running back for the Cardinals, to rush for three touchdowns and run for a buck fifty. It's hard for me to pin that on on a young quarterback. No, not at all. But we will be back, like I said, on Wednesday. Everyone enjoy the NBA season. Sean's got something to look forward to with the Yankees out of the playoffs. I do not. Um, and that's about it. Another one in the books. All right, everybody. Enjoy. Talk to you Wednesday.